You're listening to UX Podcast, a monthly podcast from Stockholm, Sweden, with James Rora Lawson and Per Axel, moving the conversation beyond UX. Okay, hello, welcome to episode two of the UX Podcast. I'm Per Axel, and I'm um, James Rora Lawson, and we're in. Oh, it's July, and we're in Stockholm, Sweden, and it's. Absolutely boiling here. It's hot. We're in in James' studio again, and uh, all the doors are closed, the windows are closed for the sound, and uh, it's getting really warm, and I've been out in the sun all day, so we'll see how this show goes. So we're starting off at 26.5 degrees in here, and I'll keep you updated how the temperature is going. Okay, excellent. So we're talking about offline meets online today, and I think what triggered that uh, idea was... Basically, one of the articles you wrote on your blog, James, uh, where you talked about the Ika example, where they sent out in the post uh, wanting you to like their Facebook page. Yeah, Ika is um, is is a large uh, supermarket chain yeah. in Scandinavia. It's basically the biggest one, um, well, biggest one of all. And um, yeah, I wrote a blog post about how they they done a, a traditional mail shot, a paper thumbs up, um, and we're trying to encourage you to to like their their local store's Facebook page. Um, but they made a complete balls up of it, really. Mm. Um, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't make the connections right. They 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 didn't think about how I was going to receive that postcard and do something with it. How was I going to go from postcard to relevant content on their Facebook page? Yeah. And why? And why? And it, I don't they didn't actually list why. Well, right. they listed recipes, uh, uh, okay. you know, recommendations, offers, whatever. They didn't even have the link to the no Facebook page, right? Yeah, Beautiful. just a giant paper thumb. Excellent. And, and that story reminded me of uh, a story that I had just experienced uh, going to a stadium, a, a big sports retailer, um, and uh, they had big posters outside and wanted me to check in on Facebook and then I would get a coupon or discount on some product, which I would find out about when I checked in. And so I did check in. It, the store was called uh, Stadium Barkadi. And uh, I checked in and I waited for a while and I didn't get a coupon. So I asked one of the store clerks and said, she, first she said, like, oh, okay, you, you don't have to check in. Now I know you know about it, so you can get the discount anyway. But then she said, well, you have to, well, there's another store just close by. So you have to check into Stadium Barkaby 2, uh, which of course was not obvious and was not written on the poster. I love the name of that one. It actually is called Barkaby 2. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. And uh, so I checked into that and I saw the coupon. 99 crowns for uh, a pair of sneakers. I went up to the where the sneakers were and I saw the sign 99 crowns for the same pair of sneakers. So I actually didn't have to check in even to get the discount, which so really pissed me off. And so, it's, so it's a completely irrelevant <laughs> yeah. campaign or process and full stop. Now, this, um, another example I wrote about um, last week was um, in Swedish radio um, of how they were trying to get people online uh, on their mobiles to listen to a series of, of summer radio shows. Um, no, very, very noble cause, trying to get people to listen to the radio show. But their, their, their process of, of how they were going to get me online was, was flawed again. Compared to, you know, same as the eco example. Mm. They, they had a QR code. Excellent. I love QR codes. You don't. <laughs> you don't see the point of them oh, whatsoever. No, but, but that's another <laughs> podcast. Yeah. They are, they're, they're, once, you, once you understand that you can scan them, they are a really nice way of getting getting online quickly with error-free way of getting online. Mm. You don't need to worry about URLs and typing and so on. Um, and, you know, I actually do sort of understand the aspect of when they can be needed now because I saw a good video that we should post in the 
show notes actually of uh, a shopping experience based on QR codes oh, the uh, in, in Japan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. Exactly. Well, you're reducing the, the, the steps to conversion. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And, and here with um, Switch Radio, what they've done with the QR code um, was the link in the QR code um, led to the non mobile version of the mm. website. So when I scanned it, uh, which I couldn't really do because it was too small to scan for my seat uh, on the on the metro. Um, but when I did eventually manage to scan it, uh, it basically crashed my little tab that I was using on the my Galaxy Tab because it just it tried to run the, their their on page player and all this other garbage they have for the full web version. Well, full web version was all I wanted was just to read about the the, the talkers who were coming up, the talks that were, the presenters that were coming up yeah. during the summer. And you have to tell us about the uh, Yes Washing Up Liquid example as well. Oh, uh, with yeah. a huge ad in a big uh, newspaper for liking the Yes Washing Up Liquid this was, Facebook page. This was right? all, this is all, this also last week, same as the Switch Radio one, that um, yeah, Yes is, is known as fairy liquid in some countries. It's a, it's a washing up liquid, um, I think by Unilever. Mm. Um, and yeah, they, they put a whole page in a national newspaper in Sweden. It's still not free to do full-page advertising in, in a national newspaper, even with a decline in newspapers. Um, and uh, there was a blog post written about it in Swedish, which we can link to, and you can translate and Google translate. Um, where at the end of the day, of the day they had this, the day they had the, the advert, there was 81 people had liked this Facebook <laughs> page. Uh, the cost, of, I mean, the cost is incredible, incredibly high yeah. per, per um, yeah. like. Um, and you know, why? They, they just wrote, like us, mm. on a full page, with a rubber glove for thumbs up. And you have no idea if these people are even relevant for liking that product. No, I mean, why? What's the why am I going to bother taking this offline advertisement mm. into the online world? Yeah. It's utterly relevant. I buy washing up liquid three times a year, maybe, and you know, it works. As long as it works, I'm happy. It's, it's, oh, I'm going to get into ideas now a bit too soon, so we'll carry on with our examples. Yeah. You liked, um, you saw... Um, have you heard on the radio Mix Megapol? Yeah, this was actually yesterday. Yeah, lots of good examples, just a few. Yeah, very recently, yeah. It's like a rush before summer to yeah. get these things out. And so on the radio, they were telling me that I could win an iPad if I liked uh, their Facebook page. And they gave the Facebook page URL, and I liked the page. When they reached 25,000, they were going to have somebody pick out, to pick out somebody to yeah. have and to win that iPad. But of course, they have no idea who these people are who have liked the page. I mean, Anybody could say and send it to their friends, like their page, because you have a chance to win their iPad. Well, what's happened there is you've 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 not liked the radio station Mix Megapol. Right. What you've done is you've liked the mm. chance to mm. win an iPad. Mm. I mean, it's two completely different things. It's utterly irrelevant for for them. Exactly. Twenty five thousand people who who like the potential idea of winning an iPad rather than the radio station. Mm. So as a, as a step for creating dialogue or or something more or giving something back to them. It's, it's things like you're, you're starting off the wrong foot there. Right. So then we can start differentiating between uh, organic likes and uh, likes that are sort of bought by competitions and campaigns. You're right. Yeah. And uh, the big difference, of course, is that organic likes is people actually like you for who you are. Yeah. And the other likes are the ones that you buy and you get people who don't you've really got, like you. You've got you. vacuous likes that are yeah. worthless. Then you've got the, pe the people that really care about something. There are the anybody's. Uh, and arguably, that's where, you, that's where you want conversations to be. But... Nevertheless, all of this has to be connected back to whatever your your strategic goals are. You're, you're trying to increase sales or increase conversions or something, not just create a page with 25,000 fans. Exactly. And to accomplish this, of course, we need to understand human behavior in some sense. People don't like being told what to do. Uh, 
because that's not a good incentive to actually like a company or like the product or service or brand. Uh, what you really want to do is get their uh, aspects and thing, get them to like you for who you are. Exactly. Basically. The, the, the problem with a lot of these examples that we've, we've given is, well, first of all, poor execution. Mm. They're all done really quite yeah. badly. Um, and the other aspect is they're just selfish. It's all about, it's all about the brand themselves, the company themselves. It's a me, me, me thing. Mm. And that isn't really the point uh, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> anymore was ever. But. So what we've been seeing over just the past few weeks is that companies are failing uh, really hard at accomplishing something really basic, which is tying a knot with their uh, customers and creating a relationship with them. And, and also failing in the offline meets online sense in that they don't really know how to meet the customer in that arena. So that is already the end of part one. And in coming up part two is how can I help you? You've been listening to part one of this UX podcast episode with freelance consultants, James Roy Lawson and Per Axpel. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit uxpodcast.com. You're listening to UX Podcast, a monthly podcast from Stockholm, Sweden, with James Rowe Lawson and Perak School, moving the conversation beyond UX. Hello, and welcome to part two of um, episode two of UX Podcast, Offline Meets Online. And part two is How Can I Help You? Mm. With me, James Rowe Lawson, and you, Perak School. So, in part one, we, we, we talked about how uh, companies were were poorly executing their, their offline campaigns in order to get people online, um, as well as being very selfish. A lot of the campaigns we're seeing are self-centered, not thinking about the customer and the customer's experience and how mm. how they, they, well, how we can get the brand or the product into their lives and online. Right. And basically, so what, so how do we get into what the user experience is, what the user behaviors are, how they feel about us, and how do we uh, use that to our advantage to actually create something, a digital experience that is actually something that will, in the end, give us whatever we were, we're hoping, uh, more and more buys of our products and services, or actually people helping us evaluate our products and services and so on. And one basic aspect, of course, of all these that we've seen and the examples we gave in the in the in part one, is that they're not they don't seem to be testing. They're, they're, they're clearly not. I mean, just mm-hmm. the, the Swedish radio example, um, it, it did not work. I couldn't mm-hmm. scan that code and go to a mobile experience. It just didn't do it. Right. It was untested. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other aspects we're seeing that you're just not thinking the whole way through about what what situations are people going to be in when they come into contact with your, your, your campaign, um, the whole page in, in DM. Mm. They're going to be sat there reading a, um, a, a paper, newspaper. Exactly. How, how is that person going to naturally go mm. from printing mm. paper to your digital yeah. goal? They're not so, thinking about it. So just things. putting these types of solutions in front of people mm. would give a lot of, lots of answers and avoid all these problems. I mean, that poster, showing that poster outside stadium that I... Uh, that had me check in uh, in, in, in the wrong place would get them to realize that you have to type out the place that you actually have to check in to yeah. because that's a big problem 
uh, all these simple, simple things that really should be, a, that makes you realize that it's not a, hey, nobody with UX experience has been involved. It's usually a design agency or PR agency that's, that creates these campaigns. And they're based on marketing and not on sales. They're based, they're based purely on the, the need to do something. Um, and the execution is getting is getting messed up at the at the end. Mm. Um, it's a silo working by itself, mm. or or not in, in, in not in enough connection with with something else. Mm. Um, but even even then, there was another example I had of it, which I didn't talk about with um, Telia um, here in Stockholm. They've okay. got a campaign now for um, oh, building apps right. for mobiles. Um, and there, even though they've done a mobile version of it, it's, it's there's some aspects of it very poorly done mm. the url that you get when you're in your mobile when you actually look at the campaign is is, is very suspicious mm. it's not the, the branding one you've expected mm. um so execution is incredibly yeah. important well it's putting you've got to you've got to put yourself in the place of the person and include that in your mm. campaign but irrespective of how great an idea you've got how smart a campaign mm. your 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 mm. ad agency is selling you mm. you, you can't jump over that step yeah and we said the same thing with web well, I no, absolutely. And you have to realize that testing uh, does not have to be an extensive uh, thing and not an expensive thing either. It can be something like you and I did in, in, at UXLX in Lisbon. We just went out and tested and went out for 10 minutes and just talked to people on the street. And these are basically solutions that are directed at people in the street. So let's just go out and ask them for 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. We'll give you so many insights. At improving each of these campaigns, that, that we wouldn't stand here complaining about them. <laughs> exactly. I mean, not, okay, I've talked a fair bit, fair bit about QR codes in some of the campaign examples, but they're they're so badly done a lot of these ones, and yeah. they're so easily fixed. It takes one prototype, one printed you know, early version of, a, of an ad that you know put on the metro that you try and do, you try and scan, you put it out there, and, and you know sit where you're going to sit and do it. It takes no time at all. Half an hour and I could have tested it gone as many times and told you it's not going to work. Exactly. Adjust, retry, yeah. do something better. Mm. But we but we also oh, we we do need to think about the, the you. We, the first part um, was was the selfish me, me, me thing. Now we need to get companies to, to be more caring, to think about what their customers want and how they, they, they want to interact and help mm. them. Exactly. It's not just about getting a Facebook page and having them like it. It's about being an integral part of their lives. So and being relevant to what their lives are about. So or rather relevant or giving them putting my economics on there, you you need to get some utility back from whatever you give it, whatever you you're buying or giving. If, it's, right. if you're liking a page then you're still consuming it or whatever and, and in return you need to get something. Exactly. Um, so twenty five thousand people liking a radio station's page. Um, because you've got a chance to win a barbecue, mm. um, isn't isn't helping my relationship with the radio station whatsoever. On the other hand, if I really really like some of the shows on the radio station, having access to talking to people, uh, perhaps on the Facebook arena, and perhaps on their site, wherever it is, that's what's valuable to me. Having access to the people I listen yeah. to every day, or easily being able to share. You know, sitting there um, on my way to work, listening mm. to the radio station, I think this program's excellent. Mm. I want to tell my friends to listen. Tune in now, or or I know that my friends will like this person they're, they're interviewing. Um, exactly. So I can go straight into mm. Facebook. I can see that they've mm. they've actually done a status update about that show, mm. and I can click share, and I can add it to my feed. Mm. And I've, I've quickly used that. I've taken mm. the chance, taken the moment, and 
run with it. I've gone, for, I've gone somewhere else a bit. Which has made me as a user feel better about myself because I've done something for other people. I've shared my stuff. I found something really valuable. I mean, it, it's you just look at when you've made a good deal, you tell people about it. Yeah. When you find something interesting, you tell people about it. If you make it really easy for people to share what they like, mm-hmm. then they feel happy about it, and then you benefit from it. Yeah, exactly. And I think the, the, the example there, was, a good example there is restaurants. Compared to your stadium one, yeah. the stadium one, it was a pointless offer. But you mm-hmm. didn't need the offer to get the offer. Exactly. Whereas if we say an example of a restaurant where if you, um, if you join the meal, check in somewhere, that you then maybe got a free dessert or something, that you're getting a payback for... For, from the, the, the company or the restaurant knows that you're doing advertising for them, so you then get something in return because it's free advertising. Right. Um, so then I've got an incentive and I, you know, I, I want to do it. I get some clear back from it and it helps everyone because I've then shown off where I am in the lovely restaurant. I've, I've said I enjoy the food. People right. like doing this. We do like doing it. So we've, we've made an easy connection from offline to online without pushing it down their throats. Exactly. And you had a good example there as well because I... When I mentioned the Mixed Megapole radio station one, you also had an example from BBC. Oh, they yeah, have yeah, about yeah. the same number of Facebook fans, but they're getting way much more likes and comments on their posts because they have a more engaged community. That's right. More BBC, engaged fans. BBC Six Music mm-hmm. in um, the UK. Mm-hmm. And, and they've, they've, not, they've not really driven hard to get you know, just the numbers up. Mm-hmm. They've got people who are listening to the radio station to actually like it. Mm-hmm. So then they find it much easier to create a dialogue mm-hmm. because they're, they're relevant fans. Yeah, more valuable fans. So it's yeah. basically about, uh, what I like to say is that you optimize first and then you turn on the taps. I turn on the taps means bring traffic to the site. What you do in, the, in these uh, instances, you actually optimize so that you get relevant people to like your Facebook page because the relevant people will bring much more value to your site in the sense that they will be much better ambassadors and much better at actually promoting your content and actually probably buying your stuff in the end as well. Well, it's um, 27.5 degrees in the studio. That is the end of part two. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit high. You're feeling a bit high now. <laughs> Don't faint on me there. And coming from part three, it's us. Mm. Cryptic. <laughs> <laughs>27.1 degrees now. We've gone down okay. a little bit in temperature, but I feel closer to fainting than I did in part two. Okay, have some water. Uh, thanks. <laughs> okay, so the part, part one was love me, like me, install me. We were talking about how selfish all companies have become. Me, 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 me. Yeah. And part two was about how can I help you, rather moving on to the ideas that we actually best. need to think about the behavior and the context of where the customer is and what they're thinking and feeling and how does that enable you to actually build better 
of flying meets online experiences. Going back to the whole mm. thing about the customer's right, the customer, you have to think about the customer, how it, mm. how it used to be before the old digital <laughs> stuff got in the way. Um, and then part three, mm. us, and then mm. the, you know, it's, it's my impers mm. guide to digital dating, yeah. <laughs> you could say. We're now forming a relationship with the customer and client. Yeah, it's not me and you. No. no. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, how this, what, what, what I think here, well, is that we've got a, We've got the, the mobile device as the hub now. Mm. That, this Very is such much a, so. It's actually the big change from, from a couple of years ago. Before we went smartphone, um, advertising campaigns, or at least the, the offline meets online, was all about um, getting people to remember your URL, mm. where your website was. That was the whole point. And every advertising had to have, you know, SwedishCompany.se had to be somewhere, or there had to be enough information so you could go home, turn your desktop computer on, and open up a browser, Internet Explorer 5, whatever, and find this website. Whereas now, mm. with over half the population in a whole lot of you know, countries, Europe and America, having smartphones, yeah. and everyone having a feature phone or a smartphone, yeah. it's changed again. And, the company, and people are already doing this badly before yeah. we went So now they're doing it badly in the phones instead. They're doing it badly again, but in a different way. Yeah. And it's a lot about, well, 2011 is a lot about the year of the apps for companies. Everybody's talking about apps. Everybody's designing apps. I get a lot of requests for uh, designing interfaces for apps, both on iPad and other interfaces. Uh, I, 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 most, I mean, most of the apps yeah. are just rubbish. They're and just again, it's the same them. problem as we saw in part one. It's people are saying, download our app, and they're not saying what's, what's in it for me. They're, they're not saying, like, uh, the experience I've had is I've built an app and I've built a mobile site, and... I realized that they're trying to sell the app and p trying to get people to visit the site. They're not actually solving the point of visiting the site, which is read our program for this conference, which yeah. is on there. And this so is that's the selling point. That's what should bring people to the site, not the phrase "download our app" no, or, or "like us" mm -hmm. or whatever it is. That we, we've, um, well, we we say with um, websites generally that you know, think mobile first. It's a very mm -hmm. healthy thing to do mm -hmm. to focus on how you're going to solve it for mobile um, visitors before you think about the, the standard. Um, sites and it's the same with any kind of offline meets online the, the you know, transition to the digital world that you've got to think how they're going to interact via their mobiles to all of these 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 things mm. um, uh, we're just we're just not do, not doing this at all um, but it will get more and more we, we've in a few years time um, there we've got complete migration to everyone's going to be walking around with mobile and a huge number of Android as well. Um, downloading the app or adding another hoop to jump through is just going to worsen the experience and worsen the chance that you reach whatever goal you've got. Mm. It needs to be integrated, mm. like you see it, and relevant to their lives. Mm. This is the this is the next challenge of getting not only getting execution right, not only remembering that it's not about you, it's about them. It's it's actually adding something and making it easily added to their lives. Right. I think your point was. <laughs> Uh, oh. It was not just not just about campaigns anymore. Yes, mm. you're right. Um, that we we go beyond campaigns. That we uh, we need to think broader than that. And and we mentioned in part two about um, well, really head towards anyway, building relationships up and um, and how we can add these things to a digital crutch. I think you said mm. uh, once to me, um, and giving them that extra utility mm. that they, they need from it. Well, taking the metaphor of relationships one step further, uh, it's really about 
okay, so how can we make people's lives better? And that's what I mean with the digital approach. We can't think about online as a separate experience from the real world. We're thinking about uh, online as something that enables me to live in the real world in a better way, that make, helps me do stuff in a better way and feel better about myself. Uh, and also, uh, this makes it more and more important that everything that I have to offer you uh, needs to be available 24-7 uh, anywhere I am. So it's not just time, it's also space. Uh, so in the sense that I'm uh, perhaps interested in washing up liquid, it's basically when I'm running out of washing up liquid. So what would be beautiful in that case would be have a QR code on the washing up liquid. See? No, you're not. No, I'm promoting yeah. QR codes. <laughs> have, a, have a QR code on the washing up liquid and take a picture of that and instantly a new washing up liquid is sent home to me. So it's basically shopping. And that would be in the context I have access to everything in that context, uh, whatever time of day it is. And I think what, one really big message that I want to get across in all this is that I think the campaigns are a symptom of companies wanting too much too fast. Mm. They want 25,000 fans now because they want to be able to do stuff with these fans. The problem is it takes time to build relationships. Uh, being a fan on Facebook is about creating a relationship with a, with a brand or with a company. Uh, you have to earn that respect. You have to earn that kind of engagement from people. So you need to be patient. You, you, you need to, need you to be patient to. and you need to really integrate what you're doing online with what you're saying offline all the time. It's mm -hmm. not something you do once in a campaign, it's something you do all the time. You have to, you have to do good stuff. You have to, well, <laughs> like we've mentioned this in previous episodes, even though it's only episode three, we've mentioned it already about um, connecting the silos and doing, making sure it's integrated across it. That, um, you've got to do good product, good stuff, so people will say good things about you, they will share your things, even if they find the advert um, and can't make a full connection directly from the advert, you still need to, to to make it easier for them to pick up the thread later if they can't at the time for whatever reason. Right. What are our main conclusions, really? And what are our main uh, ideas for, for people who want to go ahead and do the right thing instead of the wrong thing? Right thing. In, in, going, in taking your offline online, the most important thing, I think, is testing. You've got to make sure that whatever you're doing, whether it's a campaign or app or website or whatever, that you have placed yourself in the position of your target audience. Mm. I want to go one up on you and say that research comes before testing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you, but when we're, when we're looking at badly executed, all these crap we've talked about in part one is, then I, I'm, I'd be more than happy if they just tested. True, true. <laughs> Because that's one way of actually doing research, if you're willing to do it. it is. Do your prototype, go out there and test it. That's way, one way of doing research. Yeah. There are two main summaries. Yeah. Two main take-ups. Yeah. So, um, I... Thanks to you all for listening. It's, what, what's the temperature, James, before uh, we finish off? Are we very nearly 28 degrees in here. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, it's summertime. Next ep the next episode uh, is in uh, August. All being well. Yeah. That's the plan. And um, hopefully it'll be a little bit cooler in here. We even have a subject for the next uh, episode, I think. Um, yeah. Um, was it um, stop producing crap? Yeah. That seems like a good subject. <laughs>
Let, let's stop producing crap and end here. <laughs> Cost efficient. Yes. James and Pax. Okay. Thanks for listening. It's, uh, James Ward Lawson. And Pax <laughs> Signing off. See you next time. <laughs>